Hi everyone, and welcome to the Resonance Collective podcast. My name is Valentino Barrioseta, and together with my dear friend and co-pilot Eric Redfield, we will be sharing some of our conversations with the catalysts we meet on our journey exploring human potential, as well as through our work in the impact space. From leading researchers in the fields of human consciousness to impact leaders or best-selling authors, we believe humans are in resonance when surrounded by like-minded people that inspire them, when living purpose-driven lives and when being present in flow especially in the fast-paced world we live in. So the aim of this podcast is to become a platform to share the stories and ideas that can inspire us to become a better version of ourselves. In this episode, we talk with Sophie Leray, co-founder of Nasiba and the Women in Leadership Economic Forum in Dubai, a two-day conference focused on women empowerment, entrepreneurship, and social impact. She's also the author of the book Game Changers, How Women in the Arab World Are Changing the Rules and Shaping the Future. An amazing, inspiring, and passionate woman that wants to make a positive change in the world. I hope you enjoy my chat with Sophie Leray. We are here at the World Economic Forum in Dubai, uh, where I've been uh, invited to speak on a panel about arts and promoting inclusion. Uh, and I'm very, very grateful that I accepted this invitation because it A, is my first time in Dubai, and B, I've been deeply inspired um, by the people I've met in these last two days. And I'm with the founder, Sophie. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. I have to say congratulations Thank for you. you know the event that you put together. I know it takes a lot of time and work. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't know all the behind the scenes work that goes into it, and you have a great team starting with your daughter, who yes. is an amazing manager um, and has been very helpful. You know, Eleni and Kelly as well. Really, really, really good uh, people that you have working. Um, but I want to go back, you know, because I've seen how passionate you are. Uh, for you know, all the inspiring people that you bring together here. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? It's I'm very passionate. Thing. That's for sure. It's a great thing. It's a great <laughs> thing. That's your drive for sure. What made you start with with this conference? Huh, I was one of the boys, and I was one of these women that did not really understand uh, why women were uh, what women were talking about when they were talking about the glass ceiling. I was like, oh, come on. It's not such a big thing, um, but that's because I was 25 years old and I had never, I had not got, got there, right? Um, I started my company with two guys. Uh, I was a tomboy when I was, I was a kid, and it's only when I moved to Dubai and I met Arab women that I first got in touch with my femininity and the power of that femininity in business. And that I do because I, I was now in my late 30s, so I was I was much more involved in senior in a senior capacity, and there was no more women around me, none. So they were all stuck in between middle management and middle management. They disappeared. So I realized that there was really two things I could do. A uh, do what I do, which is creating a, a networking platform for business women, and B, using my voice as a Westerner in the Arab world to kind of shatter that stereotype. So stereotype about Arab women and stereotype about feminism, you know, the, the, the F word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I became a feminist. My husband got very shocked. And when they say, oh, you, you speak like a feminist, I said, because I think I am. I just realized I am. Because if being a feminist is just wanting equal opportunities 
for people. I am definitely a feminist. So now Absolutely. I embrace it. <laughs> but, you know, like, one of, one of my takeaways from these two days, right, is, you know, the amazing power that women have and, you know, the amazing future for the world if women, you know, are giving equally, equal opportunities. I, you know, I said today on the panel that I really see women as the catalyst of change, of the change that the world needs in many ways because I think women have, in general, less ego. They're less caught up in their own, you know, um, ego. And they are more in, naturally more empathic and more curious and more caring, you know. And I, I experience that in the nonprofit space, you know, mm. firsthand. Like, I, I see, you know, I often end up surrounded by only women, which is not a problem at all, by the way. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I, you know, maybe it's like a, a very positive thing of my, of my job. But jokes apart, you know, that has made me think, you know, like, women really have in their hands the future of this world. You know what? I think, I, I don't know if it's a catch-22. Uh, uh, maybe women are more represented in the not-for-profit space because it was the, pro the, the space where men just didn't want to go because it wasn't making any money. That might be a, also an option. <laughs> so it was vacant. <laughs> women actually took the space and did something. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's the nurturing. That's maybe a good point. It's Never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it was there, so oh, okay, well, let's go in there, right? Um, but yes, uh, we're, we're definitely designed differently, um, and and that's the beauty of diversity, and that's why that's why this event is not just about gender uh, and about women. It's actually about playing this, playing the the skill set of everybody. We we have uh, a tremendous amount of challenges to go. Uh, to, to fix if we don't want to leave a, 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 a <clears throat> hole to our kids uh, or nothing actually because it might be uh, this this planet might be completely destroyed by the time I am I am going absolutely to, exactly we don't even know what's gonna happen in Exa 10 years exactly um, so we need uh, everybody involved and and maybe our more caring nature uh, although not every woman is, is caring and nurturing, but yes, can help the the equation. But it's it's really time to get going. It's, uh, I think we we need to stop talking and just get going. And that was the, the 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 theme of the event. It was really acting. Yeah, taking action. Yeah. Rather than just talking and leaving it there, right? No. Um, which is one of the problems that a lot of conferences have, right? Like there's a lot of talk, but then what is the call to action and the actual, exactly. you know, actually. But what what is happening afterwards? Um, I wanted to to ask you, you know, like, what is the, the the biggest challenge that you think women are facing nowadays in the Middle East? Hmm. In the Middle East, well, in the, the Middle East is a is yeah, it's a brother. <laughs> yes, it's like <laughs> so Africa. It's not the same Dubai and like yeah. it's saying Africa. You yeah. see, um, in the GCC. I personally think that there's not many challenges anymore because the government is pushing so much uh, women in leadership that there's really no no excuse. 66% um, of senior position in government in the UAE is held by female. Can you imagine? Wow. So it's actually men who start to have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Saudi Arabia, uh, Vision 2030, one of the major pillars of Vision 2030 is promoting uh, women economic empowerment. So I don't think that there's really much challenges uh, anymore except for the private sector catching up. 
and the biases that we have uh, when it comes to uh, to women in the workplace. But the biggest challenge is, is us. I mean, when you uh, listen to the questions, it's all about self-empowerment, it's about self-esteem, it's about thinking, am I ready or am I not? Have you ever heard a guy saying, I'm, oh, I'm not sure I'm ready for a position? No, never. But don't you think that it is because men are more scared of being open and vulnerable? Uh, maybe. I'm not a man, so yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> because I think there are a lot of insecure men out there, for sure. Oh, yeah, for and sure. I have a lot of insecurities as a man yeah. as well, you know, like we all do. But we very rarely share it because mm, and that true. is another... You know, social pressure. Pressure, yeah. Yeah, you know, we are we are forced to be the alpha male, and we are you know to be strong and to you know not cry and all those other things. So yeah. we also have our own baggage yeah. you know, in a That's way, true. right? Last year, last year we we started the opening panel was a, um, a panel of alpha males. Oh wow! Yeah, it was two like big guys. Uh, you know, it, it was fantastic to see how. And you're right; there's social pressure as well. One thing, I mean, the I, I've done a lot of events for years and years and years, and we've pledged to have a woman at least in each of the panel that we are. We do a lot of tech events. Well, most of the time, and I, I promise you, it's true. Women in the tech space, for example, will say, "Oh, I'm not sure. I'm ready." <laughs> I've never heard a man saying that. They always take it. Yeah. So maybe they have insecurities, but they know how to, well, you know, keep it inside and just go for it. Or maybe they're more realistic or, you know, and, and, and men are more taking that opportunity for their own ego and their own Probably. You know, show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're going back to, to you. How do you see actually men's role in this world? <laughs> Because if women are giving birth, if women are career-driven and building businesses. If technology is already allowing women to have get pregnant without even having a man involved in the equation, like, do we need to start our own movement to survive in this and not be eradicated from the planet? I think men should, men have a, a big challenge ahead is to be real men. And what does that mean? Confident, supportive, uh, responsible, um, secure enough to live with the women around and not feeling uh, threatened. That's a real man to me. Have you read uh, David Dida? No. Um, I think that's um, an amazing speaker for your mm -hmm. next conference. Um, he talks about, well, his, his main book is called The Way of the Superior Man. And he talks about the feminine and the masculine energy that is present in both men and women mm -hmm. and how that interacts with each other, mm -hmm. right? And how, for example, how men um, really struggle to understand women nature. Yeah. You know, for example, when, you know, our girlfriend or wife or female friend is going through some stress or some problem or is annoyed or has a bad day, we are always trying to ask why. Why are you feeling like that, babe? Why, 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 why? And we're trying to corner them thinking with our rational way of thinking, mm -hmm. you know, whilst women don't necessarily operate like that. No. You know, there might be a reason underlying, but it's impossible, correct me if I'm wrong, sometimes to really get to the actual reason that is creating that state of mind. Um, and, and, you know, he really gives advice and, you know, tips on how to navigate that and why the book is called The Way of the Superior Man. It's not because you're superior. It's because to be a superior man, you really need to know how to handle feminine energy and really creating mm -hmm. the right 
space and, and the room for women to flourish and feel supported and nurtured and really giving them the platform to really become the you know the goddess yeah exactly exactly I, I'm um, I think that and, and it's probably a, an, um, a flaw of the feminism of my mother's time which was suddenly wanting to be a man this imbalance between what it means to be a, a, a fulfilled woman and a fulfilled man uh, has to come back the, the world has to come back to balance mm -hmm. in many ways and this is one of them but that doesn't mean um, one over the other it means different roles different ways of seeing the world and, and combining this, these views on the world and this way of operating with harmony totally the and Garden of Eden yeah the Garden of Eden exactly that's it But, you know, like what, another point that I wanted to, to touch, um, David Dida speaks about how society is also pushing women to become entrepreneurs, to, mm -hmm. to be senior executives in companies, to, you know, be leaders. And he says, you know, there's nothing wrong, actually, with a woman staying at home yeah. if she feels to and really looking after the family, which is probably the most important thing that any human being can do, you know, like really keeping the family together yeah. and, and, and rising it. Do you feel like there is some, some kind of um, backlash of that, you know, feminist movement of, you know, really pushing women to become, you know, CEOs or start their own enterprises? It's huh. a good question. Yes. Most probably, yes. There's a there's a pressure from society to be an accomplished woman, so you need to be look at look at any Instagram account. <laughs> you have to be everything. You have to look like you're amazing constantly. You have to fly to beautiful exotic places and always have the perfect pose, but run a, a multi million dollars uh, business while you're as well attending to a bunch of kids that are all look amazing right you don't have this you don't have this type of pressure guys don't don't have to do that totally no so yes definitely i i personally think that um as long as you have the choice and you're making that choice and you you you're confident in that choice it's 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 completely uh, cool uh, yeah there's there's definitely pressure and and it's it's the reason why i was so reluctant for years Uh, to touch upon the subject. Um, I changed my mind here because women here in this region, in the Arab world, uh, have this amazing way of combining their, um, uh, their career, uh, their family, uh, their femininity so harmoniously that you don't even, they go from one thing to another. I mean, you've, you've, you've been around a little bit today and the past days. It's, it's just, it's just flawless. Um, and men as well. The, the work-life balance is very different in this part of the world. Um, business relationships are different as well in the sense that it's very much about connect, personal connection. When you have a, a business meeting, you will talk about your children. Where, where I come from, you don't do that. You go straight to business. Right? <laughs> straight to the point. Yeah. So there's this, this overlap of uh, your personal life, your emotions, everything that, that is very smooth and... Um, made me realize that first of all I, I I'm v much more comfortable in this environment and it's it's suddenly it's not just you have to have the pressure to be this stuff CEO uh, or that you can be 
a little bit of both if you want to. And don't you struggle with you know going from one role in your life, which is being a CEO, making business decisions, facing a lot of egos, fighting a lot of egos sometimes, and then going back to your family and being the loving, caring mother that they, your kids expect you to be. That's Because what I brought my family into the business. <laughs> exactly, so everyone is in the same story. <laughs> Because that's one of the things actually that a lot of friends, female friends that are you know entrepreneurs or, or CEOs are telling me that they really, really struggle with that. You know, like going back and then being the feminine you know, person that their partner yeah. or boyfriend expects them to be, but then going in the morning to the office and being, you know, a driven business person that needs to survive in this jungle that, you know, is the business world. I was telling you earlier that I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy to be in my 40s because there's a lot of, of and I'm, I'm looking forward to my 50s. Uh, one of the reason why, it's because I stopped making this Chinese Change. wall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm everything at the same time. I, and I, I, it's so much easier. So the person you see today is the same person you're going to see in the office. It's the same person that uh, they're going to get at home. So sometimes it's a bit, it's a bit strange. So for example, my younger, my younger one, my 14-year-old, she, she wants to go to this really top school in America for creative writing. And I said, babe, sorry, but uh, it sounds like a plan, but you're going to have to go on a scholarship because the return on investment doesn't make any sense. And she says, you're not in the office, mom. I said, well, but... So, and then in, in the office, I will be very nurturing with one of our sales guys. And then he speaks to me and he says, you know, I tell you this because I feel like you're my mom. I said, no, I'm not your mom. I'm your boss. So this... this, this That sounds complicated. Makes, yeah. Sounds messy. But you know what? Well, yeah, life is messy. <laughs> uh, but it, at least I'm authentic all the way. Yeah. Um, And I don't have to think of, okay, oh, oh, now I'm in the basement of my building, of the office, and I have to change my hat and be someone totally different. It's, I, it's just, it's too complicated. Uh, I might as well just be me. Uh, but it comes with wisdom. It comes with, I guess, with uh, experience as well um, of, uh, of doing life. And I want to touch on the book that you wrote. Game mm -hmm. Changers, yes. How Arab Women Are yes. Gonna Shape the Future. Yes. Is that the title? Yes. So how are Arab women gonna really shape the future? I, be, I I'm, I'm certain they're going to shape the future. They are shaping the future. Just spend some time in Saudi Arabia and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, totally. It's absolutely yeah. power forces. Like yeah. All the female friends I have from the Middle East are incredibly smart, yeah. incredibly driven. Yeah. You know, it's really, really fascinating, yeah. yeah? Yeah. I mean, you know, like what you used to hear from German women, for example, you know, mm -hmm. Scandinavian women or, mm -hmm. you know, North Europeans. Mm -hmm. I really feel it with Iraqis, Iranians, yeah, definitely. you know, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they are uh, they are going to change the world because they have this capacity to flow from one world to another. Like I like I mentioned, this harmony between being themselves, being uh, whatever they want, fitting in their culture. I don't know if you attended the panel that I was I, I moderated with those three lawyers. Mm -hmm. It's exactly that they can they can navigate. Um, in completely different settings with being true to themselves. It's beautiful. Uh, in a world where we live through this, this freaking filter yeah. of everybody with little eyes and angels and not being yourself or whatever it is that you put on, on your, you Screen, know, yeah. this mask that people have to put on them. These are, these are true to themselves uh, women. And I think this is what is going to change the world. It's to be true to yourself. I love that. What is your takeaway from this two days? Hmm. Um, 
Um, the power of uh, sisterhood and brotherhood as well, because you see, there was a lot of guys, huh? Not many. Uh, they, were, <laughs> they were very attentive. Yeah, no, they were they were really cool men in yeah, the audience. Very cool. Um, I count myself as one of them. By yes, the way. you should. <laughs> uh, I felt privileged and and humbled to to be among so many inspiring women for sure. The power of sisterhood. Um, a true sisterhood, uh, being able to call uh, a, um, a friend or a mentor at any time, uh, being vulnerable. Women definitely are more capable of vulnerability uh, quickly. Uh, in in the, those workshops, you can see uh, right away. Um, it's so it's such a it's such a, a strength when you grow into your life, not, not just in your career, in, in anything. We manage a lot of things and, and we need this sisterhood around us. Um, for a long time, and it's still the case, especially women tend to have a mindset of scarcity uh, where, I mean, you, you probably face this mindset a lot. In, in yeah, we call it men, uh, mental slavery. Yeah. For example, in South Africa, you know, where in, people have so many limiting beliefs. Yes, exactly. And they, because of that, there's no space to give to others because you're so you're so worried about just surviving. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't help others. When you move from that mindset to a growth mindset or to an abundant life mindset, you don't mind giving. It's it's natural. So mm -hmm. Once women will get out of that mindset of, of scarcity, they will be they'll be I mean flourishing. And you can see because there's a, there's a few of these women. No, not a few. There's many of these women I invited uh, and Mary invited to the to the to the conference. And all of these women have something in common wherever they are: lawyers, uh, Miss Universe organizer, or uh, whatever. They all have that growth mindset, that mindset of, of living a rich, adventurous, abundant life. So they can give mm -hmm. to their sisters. They don't mind. They don't see it as a zero-sum game. Mm -hmm. that's, that's my takeaway. That's like Peter Fisk was saying yeah. in his panel, right? Like how we're going from the old values, you know, of protecting mm -hmm. your piece of the cake, yeah. of you yeah. know, not sharing. And we're moving into the modern values, which is all open source, sharing, being yeah. transparent, being fearless. I love it. Right? It was really, really inspiring, by the way. Yeah. You made very well on, on bringing him yeah. uh, to the conference. One last question. What is the change that you want to see in the world in the next decade? <laughs> well, uh, I'd like this conference to be redundant. That would be nice in my lifetime. So not talking about diversity and inclusion because it's such a ridiculous topic if you think about it. Mm -hmm. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm still talking about that, you know. So. But um, hopefully... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'd like this to be not a, not a topic. That would be really the, the change I would like to see in my lifetime. And how can people get in touch with, with you, with Nasiba, and know more about the conference? www.willforum.com and I'm on LinkedIn, Sophie Loray. Beautiful. Thanks for your time, Sophia. Thank you. Thanks for inviting us Thank to, you. to this amazing conference. Thank you.